The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, it's Friday. Isn't it great to be able to say that? Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, January 28, 2022. Friday of the third week in Ordinary Time in the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the Memorial of St. Thomas Aquinas, priest and doctor of the Church. By universal consent, the preeminent spokesman of the Catholic tradition of reason and divine revelation. Born in 1225, he joined the Dominicans, went to Paris, then to Cologne, where he finished his studies with Albert the Great. His greatest contribution to the Church is his writings, the unity, harmony, and continuity of faith and reason of revealed and natural human knowledge pervades his writings. The Summa Theologiae, his last and unfortunately uncompleted work, deals with the whole of Catholic theology. He quit writing it because he said, I cannot go on. All that I have written seems to me like so much straw compared to what I have seen and what has been revealed to me. Thomas Aquinas died in 1274. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. And let's offer this day to the Lord. My Lord and Father, inspire my thoughts, words, and actions, and accompany them with your aid so that I may undertake all my activities according to your will and out of love for you. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for all those suffering from religious discrimination and persecution. May their own rights and dignity be recognized, which originate from being brothers and sisters in the human family. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. We know that Jesus was accustomed to the rural life of Palestine, He knew the smells and and the fragrance of the sea. Daily life was, for him, centered perhaps on the marketplace and the village square, generally around the communal well. And he would often see farmers, fishermen, and foresters working the land. And in my prayer, I imagine you, Jesus, with calloused hands and your strong arms, working on site with your tools, in your, in your workshop, and you, you got a number of parables from this, and especially from the land and, and the fields around you. And these men there were a common sight to your listeners as well. You would talk about the work of the sower, who would throw the seed onto the field, and then imagine the different effects that it would have had upon landing there into the field, into, into the ground as though the seed itself was analogous to a real living person with so much potential and and really the dreams of God in its very DNA. 
So we can picture you now, Jesus, with a, with a small group of your friends, as you turn to the brown fields with these golden ears of corn swaying in the wind. You knew that they didn't just appear there you know, by accident. Jesus, you knew who was responsible for each ear of wheat, each cob of corn, even each grasshopper that was crawling up a stem. You knew all about that. So let's try to picture ourselves kind of like in Jesus' head, who pictured a real sower whose job it was to sow the seed. Let's imagine that the sower's name is Frank. I mean, it could be Elmer, it could be John, it could be James, whatever. But Jesus, you'd think, ah, yes, I remember Frank, this good guy with a large estate and a precious family. He had spared no effort to prepare the good ground for sowing. The ground was ready, he had tilled it, uh, the earth was really good to go to receive the seed. And then Frank, when he went out sowing on that cool morning, perhaps in a rush, perhaps he had so many other things to do, the children may be clamoring, waiting for him. Uh, well, after a morning's work, Frank would have thought, well, I did what I had to do. I prepared the earth, I manured as best I could. Maybe there was some rain those last few days. Now, what happens is up to God. And perhaps, Jesus, you even were aware of the prayer of mercy that Frank asked to God or addressed to God so that this field might indeed bear fruit. And that with that, he could feed his family, maybe who knows, give the rest away uh, to others, to those who really needed it. But for now, he was leaving it all in the hands of God. And Lord, you even saw and understood, you know, how people would profit from the the wheat and, and then the bread that was made from that. This is what you said in today's gospel from St. Mark. This is how it is with the kingdom of God. It is as if a man were to scatter seed on the land and would sleep and rise night and day and the seed would sprout and grow. He knows not how. Of its own accord, the land yields fruit, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. And when the grain is ripe, he yields the sickle at once, for the harvest has come. That's from St. Mark's today's Gospel. So our Lord uses this comparison to describe the inner strength that causes the kingdom of God on earth to grow up to its full potentiality and be ready for the harvest. And of course, as the apostles listen to this, there's also a greater perspective. Jesus is is telling his disciples about the church, about the preaching of the gospel, the generously sowing of seed, which will unfailingly yield its fruit, independently of who sows and who reaps. But it's it's really God who gives the the growth. You know, it doesn't matter if it's Frank who sows or or Elmer or James who sows. It's 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 God who gives the growth, and it will happen. He knows not how, as our Lord says, without without men really being aware of how this grace acts in our souls and in the souls of others. It's mysterious. It's invisible, but it's definitely there. 
Now, I heard a, a true story of a man who was brought up without any faith at all. He knew nothing about Christianity or, or for, of any other faith for that matter. He was neither an, ag- an agnostic nor an atheist. He was simply just like uninterested in religion as such. He never really thought about it. And so one day he was walking in, in the thick of a crowd, going down a major street, when he suddenly, out of nowhere, started reciting the Hail Mary. And he didn't even know what this was. He had no idea what he was even reciting, or if he had even heard this. It just just kind of came to his mind, and he started reciting it. And it actually would come back again and again, and he would just recite the Hail Mary. And he found this, like, where did I get this? He found it was very strange. And so with time, he mentioned this to a friend of his, who, of course, recognized the prayer and told him, hey, this is the Hail Mary. You should go and see a priest to find out what is really going on. And so the priest told him, ah, this is a sign from God who is inviting you through Our Lady. Well, thanks be to God, he, inv- he accepted this invitation, and eventually he was enrolled in uh, RCIA, well, and he was baptized. But he still doesn't know where these words came from, where this prayer came from. It's really a case of what our Lord said, the seed would sprout and grow, he knows not how. He knows not how. Who knows what happened to this fellow? Did he hear it on the radio? Uh, Was he passing by a church? Uh, Was there some group of nuns praying for him who happened to live in the same street? We don't know. But the fact that we don't know what led this guy to suddenly, out of the blue, recite the Hail Mary, does not mean that this should be even a rare occurrence. I mean, it's pretty strange for a guy suddenly to, out of nowhere to pray the, the, the Hail Mary, but what is clear is that there was a seed sown in his soul. Maybe God did it himself, maybe a radio, maybe a passerby who happened to be praying for him, but uh, what we know is that we can always be sowing something in the souls of others. Isn't that beautiful that we can be sowing by our prayer, by our example? But it is God who gives the fruit. And we also know that the Lord sows seeds in souls himself, in our soul as well, when we read the gospel, when we have a conversation in the family, when we sit and pray in the church, or just when we end up being a little bit patient with a colleague, with a friend, God is sowing something there. He's making us better. And he's, he's sowing something in our soul. You know, St. Josemaria used to love that expression of being sowers of peace and joy. Eh? Sowers of peace and joy. And he liked picturing the early Christians like this, since after all, they, by their example, they ended up transforming a, a massive pagan empire bit by bit. And he was particularly fond of the role of the of the family in those apostolic times. They were the whole time. He said they are sores of peace and joy, the peace and the joy that that Jesus has brought to us. He said. Well, we are still in the first weeks of of twenty twenty two, and perhaps we can consider the parable of the sower, and with the really desire of being ourselves good soil. And I would. I think we, we could also pray to St. Thomas Aquinas because today we celebrate his feast because there, there's an example of that in his life. He decided at a young age that he wanted to be a Dominican, but his family was 
like super opposed to this idea, especially his mother. She didn't mind him being a priest, but she wanted him to be a Benedictine, <laughs> to follow in the footsteps of his brother and maybe become an abbot of Monte Cassino or something. But no, he he had made his decision. So, uh, in fact, to oppose this, his family actually had him thrown in some kind of jail, a kind of a dungeon of sorts, and threw in there all kinds of temptations to change his mind. In fact, he stayed there for over a year, completely uh, determined to become a Dominican. But even this, this act of being for a year in prison, was like a seed that gave fruit, because during this time, you could say it was the most important aspect of the history of theology, because it was during that time that in order to spend his time in confinement, profitably, he got a copy of the Latin New Testament and memorized it inside out. So much so that for the rest of his life, like the words of Christ and the insights of the apostles were always on the tip of his tongue. Something that strengthened everything that he wrote. And and so this later on had its fruits, bore its fruits in the in the great works of St. Thomas that later um, served the church so much, as well as his hymns, his beautiful Eucharistic hymns. Who knows how God can bring out good out of troubles, out of our own confinements? You know, many complain about being confined or about having to wear masks or, or seeing their flights canceled. And a lot of this can make us even bitter, make us suffer. But our Blessed Mother will show us what has really been sown in our soul and what fruits can come out of this time. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you've communicated to me in this time of prayer. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 17 past the hour. This is Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on the Memorial of St. Thomas Aquinas. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church in prayer now as we begin the liturgical day. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And And my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving. And sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship the Lord, Fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! The 
mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Forty years I endured that generation. I said they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. I am worn out with crying, with longing for my God. I am am worn worn out with crying, with with longing longing for my God. Save me, O God, for the waters have risen to my neck. I have sunk into the mud of the deep, and there is no foothold. I have entered the waters of the deep, and the waves overwhelm me. I am wearied with all my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes are wasted away from looking for my God. More numerous than the hairs on my head are those who hate me without cause. Those who attack me with lies are too much for my strength. How can I restore what I have never stolen? O God, you know my sinful folly, my sins you can see. 
Let those who hope in you not be put to shame through me, Lord of hosts. Let not those who seek you be dismayed through me, God of Israel. It is for you that I suffer taunts, that shame covers my face, that I have become a stranger to my brothers, an alien to my own mother's sons. I burn with zeal for your house, and taunts against you fall on me. When I afflict my soul with fasting, they make it a taunt against me. When I put on sackcloth in mourning, they make me a byword, the gossip of men at the gates, the subject of drunkards' songs. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I am worn out with crying, with longing for my God. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. This is my prayer to you, my prayer for your favor. In your great love, answer me, O God, with your help that never fails. Rescue me from sinking in the mud. Save me from my foes. Save me from the waters of the deep, lest the waves overwhelm me. Do not let the deep engulf me, nor death close its mouth on me. Lord, answer, for your love is kind. In your compassion, turn towards me. Do not hide your face from your servant. Answer quickly, for I am in distress. Come close to my soul and redeem me. Ransom me, pressed by my foes. You know how they taunt and deride me. My oppressors are all before you. Taunts have broken my heart. I have reached the end of my strength. I looked in vain for compassion, for consolers, not one could I find. For food, they gave me poison. In my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. Seek the Lord, and you will live. Seek the Lord, and you will live. As for me, in my poverty and pain, let your help, O God, lift me up. I will praise God's name with a song. I will glorify him with thanksgiving, a gift pleasing God more than oxen, more than beasts prepared for sacrifice. The poor, when they see it, will be glad, and God-seeking hearts will revive. For the Lord listens to the needy and does not spurn his servants in their chains. Let the heavens and the earth give him praise, the sea and all its living creatures. For God will bring help to Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah, and men shall dwell there in possession. 
the sons of his servants shall inherit it. Those who love his name shall dwell there. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God our Father, to show the way of salvation, you chose that the standard of the cross should go before us, and you fulfilled the ancient prophecies in Christ's Passover from death to life. Do not let us rouse your burning indignation by sin, but rather, through the contemplation of his wounds, make us burn with zeal for the honor of your church and with grateful love for you. Seek the Lord and you will live. You will hear the word from my mouth. You will tell others what I have said. From the Book of Deuteronomy When Moses had finished speaking these words to all Israel, he said to them, I am now one hundred and twenty years old and am no longer able to move about freely. Besides, the Lord has told me that I shall not cross this Jordan. It is the Lord your God who will cross before you. He will destroy these nations before you, that you may supplant them. It is Joshua who will cross before you, as the Lord promised. The Lord will deal with them just as he dealt with Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites whom he destroyed, and with their country. When, therefore, the Lord delivers them up to you, you must deal with them exactly as I have ordered you. Be brave and steadfast, have no fear or dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who marches with you, He will never fail you or forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua, and in the presence of all Israel said to him, Be brave and steadfast, for you must bring this people into the land which the Lord swore to their fathers he would give them. You must put them in possession of their heritage. It is the Lord who marches before you. He will be with you and will never fail you or forsake you. So do not fear. Or be dismayed. When Moses had written down this law, he entrusted it to the Levitical priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, and to all the elders of Israel, giving them this order On the Feast of Booths, at the prescribed time in the year of relaxation, which comes at the end of every seven year period, when all Israel goes to appear before the Lord your God, in the place which he chooses, You shall read this law aloud in the presence of all Israel. Assemble the people, men, women, and children, as well as the aliens who live in your communities, that they may hear it and learn it, and so fear the Lord your God, and carefully observe all the words of this law. Their children also, who do not know it yet, must hear it and learn it, that they too may fear the Lord your God as long as you live on the land which you will cross the Jordan to occupy. The Lord said to Moses, The time is now approaching for you to die. Summon Joshua and present yourselves at the meeting tent that I may give him his commission. So Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves at the meeting tent. And the Lord appeared at the tent in a column of cloud 
which stood still at the entrance of the tent. Then the Lord commissioned Joshua, son of Nun, and said to him, Be brave and steadfast, for it is you who must bring the Israelites into the land which I promised them on oath. I myself will be with you. Be strong and steadfast, for the Lord your God is going with you. He goes goes before you. There is nothing you need fear. The Lord will be at your side to keep your foot from stumbling. He He goes goes before you. There is nothing you need fear. From a conference by St. Thomas Aquinas, priest. Why did the Son of God have to suffer for us? There was a great need, and it can be considered in a twofold way. In the first place, as a remedy for sin, and secondly, as an example of how to act. It is a remedy for, in the face of all the evils which we incur on account of our sins, we have found relief through the passion of Christ. Yet it is no less an example, for the passion of Christ completely suffices to fashion our lives. Whoever wishes to live perfectly should do nothing but disdain what Christ disdained on the cross and desire what he desired, for the cross exemplifies every virtue. If you seek the example of love, greater love than this no man has than to lay down his life for his friends. Such a man was Christ on the cross. And if he gave his life for us, then it should not be difficult to bear whatever hardships arise for his sake. If you seek patience, you will find no better example than the cross. Great patience occurs in two ways, either when one patiently suffers much or when one suffers things which one is able to avoid and yet does not avoid. Christ endured much on the cross and did so patiently because When he suffered, he did not threaten. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and he did not open his mouth. Therefore, Christ's patience on the cross was great. In patience, let us run for the prize set before us, looking upon Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy set before him, bore his cross and despised the shame. If you seek an example of humility, Look upon the crucified one, for God wished to be judged by Pontius Pilate and to die. If you seek an example of obedience, follow him who became obedient to the Father even unto death. For just as by the disobedience of one man, namely Adam, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one man, many were made righteous. If you seek an example of despising earthly things, follow him who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Upon the cross he was stripped, mocked, spat upon, struck, crowned with thorns, and given only vinegar and gall to drink. Do not be attached, therefore, to clothing and riches, because they divided my garments among themselves, nor to honors, for he experienced harsh words and scourgings, nor to greatness of rank, for wearing a crown of thorns they placed it on my head, nor to anything delightful, for in my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. I prayed, and understanding was given me, 
I entreated, and the spirit of wisdom came to me. I esteemed wisdom more than scepter or throne. Compared with her, I held riches to be nothing. Who will know your design, O Lord, unless you bestow wisdom and send your Holy Spirit from above? I esteemed wisdom more than scepter or throne. Compared with her, I held riches to be nothing. O God, who made St. Thomas Aquinas outstanding in his zeal for holiness and his study of sacred doctrine, grant us, we pray, that we may understand what he taught and imitate what he accomplished. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Twenty-two minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming right up, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak, on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on the Memorial of St. Thomas Aquinas, Friday, January 28, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord tells several small parables comparing the kingdom of God with things that the listeners are familiar with. It's from the fourth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed upon the ground and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He knows not how. The earth produces of itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his own disciples, he explained everything. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Thomas Aquinas was a genius, not only in his understanding of the faith, but in his ability to explain it. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 6, Special Feasts. The magisterium of the Church has on many occasions recommended that the faithful treat St. Thomas as a guide in philosophical and theological study The Church has taken the teachings of St. Thomas as her own, inasmuch as they are the best synthesis available of revealed truth, the writings of the Fathers and the demands of human reason. The Second Vatican Council urged the faithful to obtain a deeper understanding of the mysteries of the faith with St. Thomas as teacher. 
The works of St. Thomas act as streetlights, which shed their light on the most important questions in philosophy. They make it possible for us to better understand our faith in today's world. The feast of this great saint should lead us to pray about our need for a solid doctrinal and religious formation. This formation is an indispensable support for our life of faith. By studying and meditating upon the chief points of Catholic teaching, we will be able to challenge the wave of religious ignorance which is afflicting our society. With the help of good doctrine that is well understood, we will not be at the mercy of our feelings or moods. We can give this formation a good start by studying a reliable catechism of Christian doctrine. In these days when error and confusion abound, it might be said that this kind of intellectual formation has become indispensable. Our cry ought to be, I believe all that God has revealed to me. We need to grow in our understanding of the truths of the faith. St. Teresa of Avila would often say that the person who knows God is better able to do his works. A modern lay theologian makes the argument in this fashion. I cannot say how often I have been told that some old Irishman saying his rosary is holier than I am with all my study, I dare say he is. For his own sake, I hope he is. But if the only evidence is that he knows less theology than I, then it is evidence that would convince neither him nor me. It would not convince him because all those rosary-loving, tabernacle-loving old Irishmen I have ever known, and my own ancestry is rich with them, we're avid for more knowledge of the faith. It does not convince me because while it is obvious that an ignorant man can be virtuous, it is equally obvious that ignorance is not a virtue. Men have been martyred who could not have stated a doctrine of the church correctly, and martyrdom is the supreme proof of love. Yet with more knowledge of God, they would have loved him more still. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fourteen minutes before the hour, time to pray. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. You alone I have grieved by my sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. You alone I have grieved by my sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O oh, wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O oh, see, in guilt I was born, a sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O oh, purify me, then I shall be clean. O 
O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face, and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God, put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit, and heal our troubled conscience, so that in the joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. You alone I have grieved by my sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. Truly we know our offences, Lord, for we have sinned against you. Truly we know our offences, Lord, for we have sinned against you. Let my eyes stream with tears day and night without rest over the great destruction which overwhelms the virgin daughter of my people over her incurable wound. If I walk out into the field, look, though slain by the sword. If I enter the city, look, those consumed by hunger. Even the prophet and the priest forage in a land they know not. Have you cast Judah off completely? Is Zion loathsome to you? Why have you struck us a blow that cannot be healed? We wait for peace to no avail, for a time of healing, but terror comes instead. We recognize, O Lord, our wickedness, the guilt of our fathers, that we have sinned against you. For your name's sake, spurn us not, Disgrace us, not the throne of your glory. Remember your covenant with us, and break it not. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as was, it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Truly we know our offences, Lord, for we have sinned against you. The Lord is God, we are his people, the flock he shepherds. The Lord is God, we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing for joy. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal is merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. God devoted to us as a Father, you created us as a sign of your power and elected us your people to show your goodness. Accept the thanks your children offer that all men may enter your courts, praising you in song. The Lord is God. We are his people, the flock he shepherds. A reading from the Book of Wisdom Simply I learn about wisdom, and ungrudgingly do I share. Her riches I do not hide away. For to men she is an unfailing treasure. Those who gain this treasure win the friendship of God, to whom the gifts they have from discipline commend them. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. With joyful praise let the church tell forth the wisdom of the saints. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. Blessed be the Lord. For the love of him, St. Thomas Aquinas spent long hours in prayer, study, and writing. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation, 
by by the the forgiveness of of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Blessed be the Lord. For the love of him, St. Thomas Aquinas spent long hours in prayer, study, and writing. Christ is the Good Shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. Let us praise and thank him as we pray. Nourish your people, Lord. Christ, you decided to show your merciful love through your holy shepherds. Let your mercy always reach us through them. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your vicars, you continue to perform the ministry of Shepherd of Souls. Direct us always through our leaders. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your holy ones, the leaders of your people, you served as physician of our bodies and our spirits. Continue to fulfill your ministry of life and holiness in us. Nourish your people, Lord. You taught your flock through the prudence and love of your saints. Grant us continual growth in holiness under the direction of our pastors. Nourish your people, Lord. Now let us offer the prayer Christ has given us as the model for all prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, who made St. Thomas Aquinas outstanding in his zeal for holiness and his study of sacred doctrine, grant us, we pray, that we may understand what he taught and imitate what he accomplished. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is next. time, Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Go out, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.